Thanks for joining Cornerstone for our message of the week. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged. To connect with our church family and to watch our services live, download our app today by texting Sparks Will Fly as one word, app to 77977. That's Sparks Will Fly app to 77977, or by visiting us online at sparkswillfly.cc. Good morning, everybody. Uh, so good to have Pastor Junior back with us this morning. Um, and so we just want to just come and share the word with you guys this morning. We believe that, uh, you know, we, we meet during the week. And, and uh, one, of the, one of the great things about this is just um, having the privilege to just come in here and just, just uh, share the word, you know. And uh, so just come in here and just share the word and whatever. We ain't got to worry about nobody throwing nothing at us. But uh, so anyhow, uh, just navigating through these times. But uh, we're glad that you guys are tuning in, and um, and so uh, let's just we're just going to dive right right in into the word this morning, and really what what Pastor Junior and I got on our hearts and what we want to share with you guys is that the um, just what what we feel like the Lord is building, man. Obviously, there's become a reset or whatever, and this has given us opportunity to to sit down and to communicate and. Say okay, what what things you know? What things have worked good for us? What things should we take in this opportunity to to maybe maybe look at to readjust and some things like that? And so, um, so this morning we want to just talk about the family, the family of God. Uh, and I want to share. I'm going to read the scripture out of uh, Ephesians chapter two. This is actually a verse of scripture that uh, that the, actually this church is founded off of. And one of the things that I was going to, I was thinking about is, you know, we were talking this week, as how like, you know, God's brought us all together from even way back. You know, uh, I was in my early 20s when I met you. And um, and so that we've been at this for a while. This is, we got almost 20 years of uh, tracking throughout this region and talking about what God's doing. And so, so this, we, you know, this is, we've been at it for a long time. We've been through a lot of journey together. You know what I'm saying? We've had to learn how to forgive one another and all of that. But I, I just want to say, um, I just feel like I should say this, and I'm so thankful that uh, we didn't give up on each other. And I'm, I'm so thankful for your friendship. I, I'm thankful that, you know, that over the last uh, couple of weeks of you and I just being able to come in here and share the word together, it's really been great for me. And so uh, I want to thank you for that. And, uh, and so um, I just know that God's got something great. And I know that it's bigger than one person. It's bigger than one church. And so uh, we all need each other. And so that's just basically the lines that we want to talk about this morning. And so uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 says, So you're not foreigners or guests, but rather you are children of the city of the holy ones, with all the rights as family members of the household of God, you are rising like the perfect. Uh, you're rising like perfectly fitted stones uh, of the temple, and your lives are being built up together upon the ideal foundation laid by the apostles and prophets. And best of all, you are connected to the head cornerstone of the building, the Anointed One, Jesus Christ Himself. This entire building is under construction, and it is continually growing under His supervision until it rises up. Until it rises up completely completed as the holy temple of the Lord himself. This means that God is transforming each of you into the holy of holies, his dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. So 
obviously God's not building a ministry. He's building us. We, we, are, we, are, we are the workmanship of God. God is, uh, God is laboring to, you know, Paul said, I labor to Christ be formed in you. So God is trying to form something in us. Now, all of us, all of us have destinies. All of us have giftings. It's not just about me. It's not about you. It's not just Pastor Stanton. It's not the elders. That Every person has a gift. And so what happens is, is God knows the destiny. Uh, he told Jeremiah, I knew you in your mother's womb. So he's, he knows what he has for us. He, he preordained that we should be conformed into the image of his son. And so what happens is, is God begins to hook us up with the people that he's destined us to walk with. And so I think back over my own life in 1998, I knew that God had something on my life. I knew I was called of God. I'm sitting in a church, um, that uh, in a denominational church, and to be honest, that um, didn't really preach about, I didn't know anything about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know anything about prophecy. I didn't know anything about tongues or none of that. And then uh, I'll never forget when... Um, that Pastor Dale and uh, uh, came to run a revival in that church, which was most people would not, I mean, a denominational church like that would not call a charismatic independent guy to come run a revival. And so I remember in that revival uh, just something coming alive inside of me. So I believe that the people that carry your DNA or you're destined to walk with, something, something comes alive in you when you get around that tribe of people. So, so one of the things that we were saying is that God develops you. God develops us personally before he ever develops the vision. And so I, I remember listening to Chris Valentin one time, and he said that he believed it was perverted for us to find our destiny outside of our people. So, so it's our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. There's been a lot of emphasis put on the independent relationship, whether it's just me and God is enough. But I'm going to tell you, friend, after you're going to have to have more than just you and God. You're going to have to have somebody. Jesus said, you shall not see me again or hear me again to you here. Blessed he who comes in the name of the Lord. So God talks to us through individuals. God speaks to us through community. And so if you go to the book of Ruth, you're going to find that uh, that Naomi has left the land of Bethlehem of Judea, which means house of bread. So she's leaving the house of bread. She's leaving the blessing of the Lord. And she's gone to Moab. When she gets there, her husband dies and her two sons die. Everything begins to die when we leave the word of the Lord and praise. Come on, somebody. Bethlehem, land of Judea. Everything dies outside of that. So she's there. But she hears how God, the Bible says she was there 10 years. That's right. And so she's there a decade, and so she hears how God is visiting the people with fresh bread. God's showing up back up in the in the land of Bethlehem of Judea. So she she has no longer no husband. She has no sons. So she begins to make this journey back. So she looks at her two daughter-in-laws, uh, Ruth and Orpah, and she says, "Go back to your people." Go back to your people, but I'm going back. I'm going back to my hometown. I'm going back to to to, to the land of Bethlehem and Judea. Now, Ruth uh, Orpah gives her a kiss. She does go back to her people, but Ruth makes this decision, and she doesn't make it hard, but light, light decision. She goes all in because she tells her that your people shall be my people. Your God shall be my God. And wherever you die, that's where I'm going to die. So she, she makes this trek back. 
in this, let me just say this, Ruth had no idea of the destiny, I don't believe, in her at that moment. All she knew is that she was going to cling to to Naomi. She had no idea of what was about to happen, that she's fixing to become, she's fixing to meet a kinsman redeemer. She's going to go from gleaning on the outside of the fields to being drawn in closer into the family and then wind up owning the whole entire farm. So, so, so a lot of times is God will bring us into an environment. Listen to this. First of all, she was willing to be in that environment without being noticed. So many people come to the house of God. They want us to notice them right away. You've got to find your tribe of people and then commit to that group of people and say, I don't know what it is. I really don't know these people that well, but there's something that happens inside that house. And with this group of people that doesn't happen, there's things in me come alive with this group of people that does not come alive in me and any other group of people I run with. And so that's got to become your people. When you commit to your people and you commit to gleaning, the Bible says whatever you, Whatever your hands find to do, do it as unto the Lord. So there's plenty of places to serve. And one of the things that we want to talk about in this is that, you know, most people, we've got to, we've got to make a shift from attending church, from being an attendee of church to really becoming. How do we, how do we, one of the things that we're in is how do we become this family? Because God didn't die, even though I, I love the analogy that we're soldiers for the Lord, you know, the army of God. But but God God said he's not conforming us into the image of an army. We're being conformed into the image of his sons. We've been adopted as sons and daughters. And so if we're sons and daughters, the house has to be governed not by a pastor, but by mothers and fathers. Come on, Junior. That, that God's trying to bring this thing into the family. And when he says that we are the household of God being built, a household speaks of a family term where, it, where God establishes leaders as mothers and fathers. And then we are brothers and sisters with grandmothers and grandfathers, just a whole family in that. Now, I'm fixing to turn Junior loose and he's ready to go, but listen to this. In Hebrews 10, in Hebrews 10, uh, verse 25, the scripture says that we're to forsake not to assemble ourselves together. Now, I've heard that preach and I've heard people talk about that, that that, that is, you know, we got to go to church. It, but it's deeper than that. It's, de- it's deeper than that, Pastor yeah. Junior. If we're going to obey the call of God on this house and on, uh, for this region, the things that we're believing for, yeah. we've got we've to go deeper than just atten- attending or, or assembling ourselves. This word assemble speaks of something. When you buy something, when you buy a product and you have to put it together, it, it, what you have to do is you get a parts list and then you get a book showing you what part goes to what part. Now, if this is your house, we've got we've to develop connection deeper than just saying hey on Sunday morning. We've got to begin to find the place where we fit at in the wall and become connected into that place so that life can flow through you and to you. Yeah. And so, so th- this is how we mature in the Lord. And so um, everyone's looking for fruit, but fruit is the, really the last stage of the process. A seed has to go into the ground and die, and then it has to produce a shoot, and then it has to produce roots. The, roots, the, the root system is, to me, speaks to that Psalms 1 where he says that those are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish. So God is looking for this, not necessarily in attendance, but an assembly that will happen where the bone becomes bone, flesh becomes flesh, ligament comes in, and we become this vision that Ezekiel saw. And so, so, so how do we? How how do you think 
let, let's talk about this. How I'm moving forward, we, obviously we're going to talk about Cornerstone, but this is bigger than Cornerstone because God's trying to build something in this region. He is. And so I just look at people like, I tell people like this. There's people with our DNA all throughout these cities that we've labored in. They got the DNA of this house, That's man. Right. They, right. they tried to go somewhere else, but they just cannot find the place where they fit. Right. There's something missing in that, and so they're carrying this DNA. And so, so what, what do you see that we've got to transfer uh, or, or really make a shift? If we're going to shift from being, being church attendees to becoming the family of God that this is talking about in Ephesians, where the power of God's going to invade a corporate setting. You know, Pastor John, the... Uh you know, if we, if we just asked a question today, what if I told you to forget everything that you'd ever known about church or what you've experienced, and I handed you the Bible, Come on. and I says, I want you to describe from the Bible what a true church of the Lord Jesus Christ looks like. Because he said, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. He didn't say I was going to build a building. And as many, you know, we all know that uh, a church is not is not the building. I mean, a, a church is the people. That's right. And uh, no more than a house is a family. That A family's, you know, a house is not a family. It's what's on the inside there. But, you know, the church is not an institution. The church is not an organization. The church is not a country club. But the church is a family. Now, get this. The church is not to be like a family. The church is a family. So there, there's a difference in there. So there's a big difference in being a, an orphanage and being the family of God. You know, in an orphanage, you have like a leader, staff leader, one or two people taking care of a bunch of kids. They're wore out. They're doing all the work. They got all the responsibility in an orphanage. But in a family, everybody's got something to give. If you're walking and talking, you've got something to contribute come on, come to on. the family. And when you don't give and share what you have, then we're lacking in that area in our lives. So in a family, you know, we, we have parents. In an orphanage, you don't have no parent. It's in other words, they're over people that they have no family relationship with. But in a family... We are connected. Can you imagine an orphan in an orphanage going to the family, to a family to be adopted? Can you imagine the love, the nurture, the life, and in them something a lot goes off? I am finally accepted. I am found finally in a family that will love me and cherish me. And you and you know the gold of a mother and a father is to have children, intimate relationship, to have children that one day will be born, grow up, nurtured, loved on, trained and equipped to one day leave the nest. You know, for a large part of the church, you have lots of leaders, but you don't have lots of fathers or mothers because a leader sometimes wants you to just stay in the seat stay in their building because they they counting people and they trying to build something bigger and they don't want to turn you loose to be who God called you to be and they love you as long as you're around their vision but the moment you leave them and try to go do something on your own something's wrong with that so as a father and a mother we're parents and and as these children grow in our homes 
You know, if you're 40 years old and you're still at home with mom and dad, something's wrong with that picture. That's not normal. So what is normal is we want you to leave one day. So we're going to love you, nurture you, train you, equip you, and then we want you to go do your thing. Time for you to move out and become who God's called you to be in the earth. And uh, But we should be a family, you know, not, not like a family, but a family. So churches today can look like an orphanage with a pastor, and all he does is work preaching and teaching to a bunch of kids. And truth is, their gifts never get activated. So we've built churches around men, around the gift of God that's on the inside of them. But it's not growing the muscle. It's not growing the family and them learning how to use all the gifts themselves in the body. So I think we're having to change some of that to get the body activated. So we're all coming into the full measure. Every ligament supplying becoming a joint, becoming that body that you're talking about. I think that one thing, too, in this with, the, with you know, because I told you this earlier in the week, that one of the things that I've been amazed to see throughout this whole process, you know, is people walking on their balconies. That, you know, what what is deemed essential now? I mean, in, yeah. at the end of 2019, this time last year, nobody noticed these people. No. That they, they were, they were, they were not noticed. Nobody deemed that as an essential or, or something that should be honored. And so I think that we've done this in the church. We've overlooked the gifting because they don't draw a crowd yes. or because they don't have a, a big name. That's right. Um, that that we, we, we've not deemed that gift essential. Yes. And now it seems like that throughout this that there's things that are being essential and honored now yes. that are not. So, so I think that this is a sign to the church that we've got to, we appreciate the gifts that God has yes. in the house, but man, there, there is a whole lot of uh, other gifts yes. in the house. Yes. And so to become a body, then we've got to learn how to honor each other, yes. even though we have different giftings. You and I are gifted differently. Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and then there's leaders that are uh, gifted uh, musically and, and things like that, just a, a whole nother level. And then I think that the way that we, that in the process of training, I go back when I was in my early 20s, you know, um, Kathy and I were there in, in, in Jessup. And, and I just remember this young girl having a strong um, just she she was good on the keys, but she was she was just not there yet. And I just remember uh, even um, you know the pastor yielding that platform and allowing her to put her keyboard yeah. up next to hers. Yeah. And then you know what I'm saying. Anytime there was any weakness there, the she was so strong and gifted musically, and um, you know that she would just over she would just pick a right up, just yeah. pick a right up. But what half what happened in that? Is that there was like like NASCAR the draft that's there? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? On. What happened is is in that atmosphere she got developed like on a super yes. highway, and I think that that we, one of the things if we're going to get developed and we're we're going to come up in this thing like what we're talking about, it's going to be found in that type of community. Yes. Let me just say this too: in my early twenties, what we what we did in Jessup over there is that it wasn't about that we had church work and all of this. The church was our life, man. And it wasn't about the building, but the people were our life. You know what I'm saying? The people, you know, where Jesus said, you remember when Jesus, go? uh, uh, they come up there and they said, Jesus, your mother's outside. He said, who is my mother? Who who is my mother? Who is my mother? But but them to do the will of God. You know, these sitting right here. So Jesus wasn't devaluing family. 
But what he was was elevating the value of the spiritual family. So, so I'm just saying this that I, I don't know how I don't know what all we've got to adjust to get it right. But I'm just telling you, there's got to be an adjustment to take place to where we can get people connected at that type of level. Now, here's the thing: everybody's not willing to do this type of life. No, some people no. just want. Some people will still view the church as a business model, and when you view, view the church as a business model, it's about commerce. You coming to receive That's something right. from it? Yeah. You're going to give an offering. You know what I'm saying? You're going to pay for the entertainment or whatever yeah, you receive right. from. It. But I believe that ten years from now you're gonna be you may grow some, but you're gonna be around the same level. Right. There'll be other people that says, you know what, man, listen here. I, I'm I'm tired of being where I'm at. I wanna grow, I've got to get deeper in God. And the only way that's gonna happen is to truly connect to people. Yes. And, and, and have them to be able to speak into your life, give accountability. Now, we, we're not talking about accountability like this as, you know, g- d- keep me from smoking. Yeah, that's right. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about getting with people that knows what you have in your account, that sees your potential, and that holds you accountable to the call of God and the gifting of God that's on your life. So Peter says, so Peter says, we are lively stones. That's right. We are being built to form a spiritual house. Yes. Now, you were sharing with me the other week, and we were talking about the, the, the Tower of Babel. We were talking about bricks, and we were talking about the stones. Share with the people this morning how, what, what, why Peter chose that wording, that we are lively stones. Also, uh, I, I'm a little bit ADD this morning. This I'm, I'm scattered around a little bit. But um, let's, let's, before we share that, the Bible says, how can we, That's right. how can we take care of the house of God, That's right. and manage the house of God, unless we first take care of our own house? Right. Talk about that word care right there that's found right there. And, 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 and share, with, share with the people this morning about where that is found in the New Testament and really what the family should look like. Because the family's got to go deeper, Junior. What I'm saying is, what we're saying this morning, is when we come back, when we come back to gather together, it's got to go deeper, man, than us gathering together on Sunday morning, high-fiving people, and we out the door at 12, 15, and that's it. That's, That's not what I had in my early 20s. I mean, I mean, we were in houses, man. And let me say this. We might have ate. We might have been there to eat. But I'm telling you, at any time, the power of God was going to break out. Because that's, right. that's, that's just the environment in which we have. That's and right. so... Well, what we're saying, when we come back together, how are we going to shift this thing? What are we going to do different? What is my part? What is your part about connection? Because it's not just about me and Pastor Junior creating opportunities for you to connect. Right. This has got to be a decision like Ruth made in That's that right. moment. That's it right. would have been easier for her to just go back go to the back. familiar. Right. She could have gone back. Yeah. She would have been blessed. You know, But she would have never met Boaz, and yeah. she would have never owned no field. Right. So, so, how, so we can't just point this at the preacher and say, you know, he's not making an opportunity for us to connect. The, the deal was is Naomi told her that Naomi said this is where I'm headed. Right. Ruth had to make the decision. I'm going with you in that direction. That's right. That's right. So let's talk about care. Then we're going to get in and talk about the stones. And you know, I heard a story, Pastor John, this week about uh, an ex-game member. Yeah. And, and what he did was he got saved. Come to a service, he got saved, he got baptized. But after that, he come to him and he said, look, I thought when I joined your body, your family here, I thought it was going to be like my game and we was going to hang out daily together and I was going to be a part of something. I didn't realize just getting baptized, I just go come to a building on Sunday. He said, I I wanted more. 
And see, that's the life you're talking about. It's, yeah. it's uh, that iron sharpened of iron that you'll share in a minute. But, you know, he, he tells them in 2 Timothy 3, and what it is is really qualifications for an elder and deacons, if you will. And, and what he says in there is you've got to be able to manage your household before you can manage take care of the house of God. And many of us have heard that interpreted in different ways, and some of it right, some of it wrong. But the word care right there, to care for the house of God, that word care is only found three times in the New Testament. And it comes from a Hebrew word that means in Luke 10, the Good Samaritan, the story of the Good Samaritan. And, you know, somebody left Jerusalem, went down from Jerusalem, and they got beat, they got robbed, and they were left for half dead, the Bible says. And it says the priest come by, and the priest looked at him, and he walked on the other side. In other words, I don't have time for all that. I'm busy doing this preachy stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm busy doing this church stuff. And then you got a Levite to come by. Levite looks over. Levite turns and goes the other way. They was going to praise practice. Come on. They, they was going to do what was important. But then you had a good Samaritan, if you will, uh, just to come by. It says they knelt down, they bandaged the wounds. It says they poured in the oil and the wine. It says they put them on their own donkey. They give they they took a back seat. They, they put they put them on their own donkey, took them to an inn, took care of them theirself. They just didn't throw money at it. They give they give of theirself, give life to him. And then he, he gave the innkeeper some money. He says, I'll be back, take care of him, and if I owe you anything, I'll pay you when you get back. That's the word care. That's really laying down your life. Jesus says what? No greater friend than you lay down your life one for another. So that's the word care. And uh, and me, myself, man, I just got to, you know, repent of that. It's not that we don't know what to do sometimes. It's just we get too stinking busy because we're tied into that Babylonian system, truth is, of debt, man's systems. And, and one thing this has allowed us to do is really just take a deep breath and come back, get our priorities right, and look at, man, what's really important? Where have I gotten off track at? And uh, so, you know, that, that's the type of love. You know, Jesus, what did he tell them? He said, uh, your disciples will know. He said, they're gonna, the world's going to know uh, when they look at your disciples by the way you love one another. I mean, a non-believer ought to be coming in to the church here corporately or to the house church or home, and he, he ought to be able to see the way you love each other and we love each other. And he ought to say, my God, I don't know what that is. There's something different about that love than I get in the world out here. They really care about me. They're there for me. Our needs are common. And uh, he said, I'm going to join for that. I'm going to sell out for that because that's what I want to be a part of. It's the family of God. That's what that is. So when we, when we look at this, you know, that care, one of the things is there was so much racism between the Samaritan and yes. the Jew. That's right. So that... When he talks about the Good Samaritan reaching out to a neighbor, yeah. uh, you know, one of the things that Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. That's your right. neighbor your neighbor is not a white, That's for right. me and you, it's not a white uh, middle-class Republican right. living across the street. Right. It's somebody that's on the total opposite end of, uh, uh, of the spectrum. And God wants to, God wants us to connect to that type of level. And so we've wanted the thing. If we're going to move to that level of care inside the house of God, it's going to cause inconvenience. You know, yesterday we 
We spent, we can't even hardly move this morning, glory to God. We went out and cut some trees and, and to help people like that. And and so, uh, I mean, I got up this morning. I was like, Lord, have mercy, yeah. Jesus. I realized that I got muscles on my body that ain't never been used before. And so, uh, one thing to go to a gym is another thing to tow the chainsaw. Right. And um, and so, but but we've got to, we've got to get to the place to where if one member of the body suffers, all can feel it. Right. All can feel it. Yes. And if one member of the body rejoices, all can rejoice with that. Yes. And, st- and so I've got to get my heart at a place that where if you're blessed yes. or if God's just blowing your socks yes. off, that I don't become envious of you. Or I don't become jealous oh of you. But, but I have a true heart to say, hey, my God, man, God's rocking in on, on Junior. Yes. And if I would carry the proper heart to know that if God's doing that in your life and we are connected, hey, God's doing that in the yes. family, yes. what I ought to do is to begin to sow into that yes. and to begin to rejoice Good. in that with you. Right. And if I can model that correctly, God will cause that to happen Love in you. my own, own yes. life. Yes. And so, so with this is we know that the church has got to become more yeah. than just a doggone building, and it's got to become more than just a Sunday, I mean, make me feel good type deal. Yes. God's trying to create life on life, flesh yeah. on flesh, yeah. bone on bone type, uh, right. skin on skin yeah. type movement. Yeah. Now, I've been to some places, and I, I really don't want to uh, release no name, but even like what, what I saw when I went to Virginia, yeah. when I flew to Virginia, went in there and seen that, I mean, here was a group of people yes. that, pray together every morning before they go to work but they do lie everything is everything is built around community yes they they realize that they've got to have each other they do and i think that one of the things i'm just going to throw this out here one of the things that you know like for me is especially here uh the corporate expression that we have what we do the worship that we do and then one of the things that i don't want to go back to junior is I love the ability that you and I have to be able to sit down right here and share what God said in our heart. Yes. We don't have to run around the building. We don't have to lay 40 people out. Right. We don't have to give 105 prophetic words. Right. We don't have to cast out 10 devils and get 45 people healed before we call that a success. That's right. We just have the ability to sit down and say, hey, this is where we're at with the Lord, and this is where we it, you know what I'm saying? When you, when your family, that house, you have the ability to be comfortable. I like that. You have the ability to that. There should be no pressure when you amongst your family. John, what I hear you saying is success looks different in the true word of God in the in His church. That's right. Than success in the world, because success in the world is what? How build? How big can you build the That's building? Right. How many seats can you feel? But true success is this week, how actively, how practically did you and I share the love of Christ between us? That's That's real. That's real. It's not how big we built something. It's where did the change take place? Like yesterday with those men out there cutting wood. I thought was going to have four or five show up. Man, we had, what, 10 or 12, 15 show up yesterday. And at one time, was waiting on the tractor to get there. And I bless Brother Scott for that. But, uh, you know, John David on the way to the car, my 14-year-old son, it broke me. He said, Daddy. Said, yeah, man. He said, I, I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. 
And it was when we was all just standing around and together, and we were sharing about our lives. Some were telling stories about fishing, every, all these stories. But we, our lives were being intertwined, and that's kingdom. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. That's genuine. Yeah. That even a teenage boy said, that right there is what I want. That's right. That right there is what we're missing. Yeah. And, uh, and we as leaders, I got to repent, man. It, it's more than what I have thought or even come up. And we bless all them and where we came from. But God's showing us a more excellent right. way. I mean, his whole Bible's on, on the, the love of God. The number one thing is a people that they had a different kind of love, love one for another that wasn't fake, yeah. that was real. And what you've said is it's okay to be different. We've got to be able to connect with people and, and take the good from them. We ain't got to like everything about the life or even agree with everything because we all got some issues, okay? That's right. That's right. But I've got to look through them through the eyes of our Heavenly Father and realize you're needful. That's if you're right. in this tribe, you're needful. That's right. And you're part of the body and you have something to give. That's right. So let's go, let's go into this, 1 Peter 2, what is it, 4 and 5, where he says that you are, you are lively stones. That's right. Being built together. Yes. To form the dwelling place of God. That's good. Man, I'm telling you, I believe this. You know, I've, I've often wondered this. You know, like we go we go to the house of God, and it's like a wet blanket over the building. I mean, man, we've done yeah. sung everything there is to sing. We've done hit the war drum. I mean, you know what I'm saying, tore the electric guitar. And we just cannot seem to get breakthrough, you know. And I've, I've often heard whatever. I believe a lot of that lies with our own issues of our own heart. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Divisions in the body and stuff like that. Because Psalms 133 says where the brethren dwell together in unity, That's God exactly. commands the blessing That's there. Right. We don't have to ask God to bless us That's when right. we are dwelling in unity. I remember listening to Bill, Pastor Bill one day. One of the things he said was, he said, anytime the finances get tight, the first place he looks is not at the tithing record. The first place he looks is how well the leadership are interacting in together. That's because good. God said, where unity is, there he will command the blessing. So God is looking for these corporate, he's looking for more in the corporate expression than just knocking out the service. He's looking for a people that will come together. I'm talking about life on life, bone come to on. bone, joint to joint, where each ligament is supplying the, 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 the way, but but because man, we've got a phenomenal worship leader, and my That's God, it. I've sat under phenomenal right. worship yep. since I was in my early twenties, right. and so but 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 it's not a the worship service, the worship team can't be a uh, cheerleader for the congregation. That's right. So what God is looking for is us all to join into that. And as we lift up our heads, oh, ye gates, the king of glory comes in. So God said, I've I'm, I'm, I'm got you lively stones. You're being built together to form a spiritual house where the dwelling place of God happens. So why did, why did Peter say with stones? Why didn't he say you lively bricks? That's right. Well, you know, back in uh, Genesis 11, there was a man named uh, Nimrod at the Tower of Babel. And uh, Nimrod, the Bible says, was a mighty hunter. Yeah. And he not only hunted animals, but truth is he hunted men. Because what he did when he come together, he says, I want us to begin to build bricks. Yeah. And uh, so he began to build bricks. And, and then he said, I want us to build a tower unto the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. A lot of churches today, their main thing is to make, build it big, build it high, and to make a name for yourself. And the other thing it says, we want to build a name for ourselves, but we do not want to be scattered. Now, now get this. The Lord come down, and the Lord saw them making bricks. He saw what they was building, and the Lord says, 
He came down. No matter how high you build it, the Lord still has to come down to see it. But he come down and he confused their language, the Bible says, and he scattered them all over the earth. The Lord didn't want a bunch of bricks. Bricks all look alike. Bricks are the same, if you will. Bricks are like they're in a box. There's no difference in anything. Just everything looks alike, sounds alike. See, God wanted lively stones. Stones are different shapes. They come in different sizes. They come in different colors. Yeah. Uh, they're full of life. And, and, and that's the difference right there. The Lord wants lively stones, not a bunch of just ordinary, routine, same old, same old, status quo. No, God wants his life house to be lively, right. full of gifts. And the gifts operate by love one for another. Yeah. I saw this the other day as I was looking this up. One another is in the Bible more than a hundred times. Wow. He said, "You got to love one another." He said, "Y'all got to find have the mind of uh, the mind um, of Christ, one with another. You got to forgive one another. Let this peace be upon one another." Yeah. You can't do that sometimes just in a corporate setting, especially as it gets bigger. But there's a lot of one another's in there. You know, in the in the in the cherubs between the cherubs is where the glory fell. Right. Facing one another. That's right. So there's something to that one yeah. another. Their wings were touching. Yes. And and the face tilted down, looking at the blood, not looking at one another's faults and failures. Come on. Just focusing on the, the blood. The common. That the, 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 the we all forgive. Yes. We're all cleansed by Come the blood on. of Jesus. Yes. And so li- listen to this. I love this verse of Scripture out of Ephesians chapter 4. It goes right along with what we're talking about just but out of the Passion Translation, he says, for his, body has, for his body has been formed in his image, and it is closely joined together and constantly connected. And constantly connected. Let me hear uh, Constantly connected to one another. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. So, so people can say, well, man, you know, I just don't have your gift. Well, that's great. That's right. Because we don't need another we John. Need another. Well, right. I don't have Junior's gifting, but so we don't need another Junior. That's right. I don't, and, and and I don't have Stanton's gifting. That's right. We don't need another Stanton. We got one, and so we, uh, I don't have Matt's gifting. We That's we right. got that. So each one in this body that yes. calls this place their home, that calls this place their family and tribe, every person has a gift. Everyone. And God has gifted you that gift. And if he's called you here, guess what? This place lacks that gift because yes. that's why you're here. Yes, that's right. And so the only way you're going to grow is to find and identify that gift yes. and start supplying that gift. Come on. Because here's the deal. How, how, do we, how, do we, how do we become watered is Paul said, he who waters shall be watered himself. That's right. so, so this morning, as we're pouring out yes. of the word of the Lord, yes. God is also reigning back in us because yes. we're operating in our gift. That's right. All right, so look at this. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. So here's the deal. Whatever their gift is, 
if it is in use, what is happening is it is building this body up to form this house that we're talking yes. about. Yes. So when that gift is not and when that gift is not active and that gift is not moving in the church, we are lacking muscle, yes. if you will. Yes, and so if you remember when I, I remember listening to Larry Randolph one time, he talked about Cain. When Cain killed Abel and God said, Where's your brother at? He said, Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, you know, whatever and he said, the blood cry from the ground. One of the things he said was that the silence of his gift is deafening in my ears. So when you're when you just sit at the church as a partaker, as a business, as looking at this place as, well, I just come by to get what Pastor John's serving today. What happens is the silence of your gift not being activated is deafening in the ears of God. God wants you activated and doing what you're called to do. Yes. Whatever that looks like, friend, I'm just trying to tell you that we've got to get deeper in this thing than having good church. Good church is, I mean, it's great, but that Jesus didn't die so that we could have good church. He died so that we could be conformed into the image of his son. He's wanting maturity out of us. He's wanting us to bear fruit. Greater works than than you see me do. Greater works will you do because I go to my father. He's infested the Holy Spirit. Spirit into us, and he's looking for he's looking for a return of that. And the way that that is developed is through community. It is. It is through hanging out with one another, yes. clanging against one another. Now every mason knows this. We put some stone. I built a down at the lodge. We got that old tall, you know, right. big fireplace in there. And I remember when we were putting that in, and you couldn't just take, even though even though we ordered the stone. It was like, I can't, I think it was country rubble stone or something like that is what we ordered. And so they brought it in on these, you know, the forklift brought it in and put it back on the back deck. And But we had all this different color stone and all. And even though it was, um, it, it was, th- there was no piece of light. And here's the deal. You couldn't just take the stone out of the box and just start slapping it on there. Each piece had to be worked on a little bit. Each piece had to be fitted. So maybe I think that some people come to church and say, well, I just don't find my fit. Well, you ain't gave it enough time. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Get with someone, connect to someone. Now, I can't have a church of 250, 300 people at my house eating supper That's every right. night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. But if we are connected through the body, yes. we're all connected. We're all connected. And so what happens is, is how we made those stones work, we had to, we had we had to, to cut them. Now, let's just be honest here. Here's where people want to stop doing life. That's right. That's when any type of leadership starts cutting on the individual, then we got to get up and go. But if we want the life that we're talking about, we're going to have to be willing to be cut on. That's right. Ruth had to be willing to be told. Remember when Naomi told her, said, you stay right by the young handmaidens. That's Don't right. you get by the young men. Well, after they caught, after the, the young men caused the grain to come off of her, yeah. that that fall on purpose for her. she didn't have to go green it in the corners of the field. This is how everything starts on it within the family. And so, as she comes closer, the, she meets Boaz, and he says, "Cause them, cause the grain to fall off for." Her. Right. She gets excited and she goes back to Naomi and says, "Boaz said to stay close to the young men." Now Naomi's got to bring correction. No, that's not what he said. He's not wanting you by the young men because the young men may harm you. Stay close by the young women. 
And so one of the things is that that community, it brings accountability to our lives. But if we're willing to be cut on, if we're willing to allow iron to sharpen iron, Come on, that's good. if we're willing to, uh, to cling against each other, yeah. what will happen is we'll find our place in the wall. In the wall. And so that's what I believe that uh, that the Lord is really looking for. You know, in 1 Corinthians 12, I don't know that I'll read all of this, but Paul talks about we're one body with many members. That's right. And he said that the hand cannot say to the foot, I have no need of you. That's right. And I would just say this, that I think that we've all, we've all been guilty yes. of saying, man, I don't need that or I don't need this. But the, the truth of the matter is, especially after we've been isolated, yeah. friend, I'm telling you, I, I saw someone say the other day that I could never get you, some, I could never get used to this. I, I can tell you right now, I cannot wait for the corporate expression. I appreciate my personal life with yes. God. I appreciate the time I've got to read. I appreciate the time I've got to pray. Yeah. But I love the corporate That's setting right. where we worship God together. Right. And so we can't say to the foot or whatever that we have no need of that. So one of the things that you and I, we actually watched this clip down at the cabin the other day, is when we find our place. You remember in the movie Facing the Giants? Yes. They had to hold, they had to hold, the, they had to hold them That's from right. scoring. That's right. And one of the things that they said was, is build the stone wall. Yes. Now, man, there's so much we could go in this. Right. That I remember listening to this guy that was a snake hunter. And one of the things, that it was in a mountainous region where he was looking for the snakes, real rocky and stuff like that. And they asked him, said, you know, where, where, uh, he said, this preacher was listening to him. He said, man, I ain't no snake hunter. But if I was a snake hunter, where would I go look for him? He says, it's easy. They like to hide in the places of the rock where there's not a good match. The jagged areas. Friend, when we become this spiritual house we're talking about and we build this stone wall, Man, I'm telling you, a lot of things that we're having to go for will, will happen uh, yes. uh, spontaneously. Yes. Yes. Healing will take That's place right. spontaneous. Right. Deliverance will take place spontaneously yes. during worship. Yes. And I love that because then nobody could say, hey, I laid hands That's on right. this individual right. and they was healed of stage four cancer. That's it right. just happens because the body, man, there's so much in this. Because even my natural body, I got bit by uh, uh we, we cut up about it, but thank God it's trying to heal. Remember, I got bit by a spider on my hand. And uh, just working in the yards doing honeydews, got bit by a spider. And uh, But one thing about it is everything that's connected to that area of my body went into the mode first to try to heal it. And I believe that this is how God wants the spiritual body. When the attack of the enemy comes, that the body just thwarts it off. Or when healing needs to take place, the body just, it just happens throughout our connection. You know, 1 Corinthians 12, what you're talking about right there, about the gifts and the hand can't say the foot, I don't need you. That's 1 Corinthians 12. But at the bottom of that chapter, yeah. after he gets the, bo the body properly connected and all the parts yeah, that's right. and all that, that's when he says, I have set into place. Yeah. First apostles, second prophets. Yeah, that's right. Teachers working of miracles. That's, that's when right. the miracle starts happening. Yeah. I, I believe a lot of what we hadn't seen is because we hadn't been may be properly connected That's right. with all the parts of the body because the Lord's doing a family thing. It ain't about one or two. It's, it's about Him. and they, they something to all that, how the parts are connected to the miracles, I believe. And then we get in this about the new wines found in the yeah. cluster, not the grape. Like you, I, remember reading, I remember reading Bishop Bill Hammond's book, The Day of the Saints, right. in 2006, 2007 era. He said that this saints movement should begin in 2008. 
You know what I'm saying? But look how it seems we are behind track, if you yeah. will. Yeah. And the, I think the only way we're going to ever become that true saints movement that he wrote about in that book is that we have got to empower the body yes. to do the stuff. That's it. You don't have to bring, man, you don't have to bring bring That's someone right. to church to get them delivered. Your hands are anointed, yes, man. The are. Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. It's upon yes. you yes. to do the work of ministry. We are all in full-time ministry, yes. not just the ones that are paid by the church. That's we right. are all in full-time ministry, and we're all called to do this uh, kingdom stuff. Yes. So, Psalms 133, how blessed it is for the brethren to dwell into, into unit, together in unity. It is as the oil that flowed down from Aaron's beard. First of all, let's talk about this right here. And then, first of all, we've got to get the beard in unity. Yes, sir. The reason why the, reason why the oil lacks the skirts, which is throughout the rest of the body, is because the leadership can't seem to get in perfect That's unity. Right. Yes, right. the, 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 the leadership must model. Yes. There's got to be a shift in the leadership in the body of Christ, especially in the, when I say the body of Christ, I'm talking about the area in which I live, yes. down here in the south. Yeah. There's got to be a shift from the one-man show that he's anointed to carry the, to carry the rock, and then we've got we've to begin how to model this life. Yes. And so we've not done that. And I would say that even here, we, we've not modeled that no. to what we're talking That's about. Right. But you and I have spent a great deal right. over the last month talking about the things that we've got to change right. to have this modeled here at this church. Amen. If we've ever going to see this body connect, the leadership has got to connect to this level. That's right. And so um, that's not just on me. That's no. on every other leader that's, that's in here. That's right. So at the first place that the oil hits, it hits the man that God has set in that's place right. in the region. Right. Then the next place that it's going to flow is inside of that beard. The beard speaks of maturity. So this is elders. This is leaders in the body that's called to govern the body. Then once that is in place, then it will hit, will hit the rest of the body. It. If it is in the beard, dripping from the beard, it yeah. will hit the feet, hit the it will hit yeah. the skirt, it will hit the toes, it will hit the rest of the body. That's good. That's good. So, so there are practical ways that we're going to go about that we've yes. talked about and discussed yes. that we're changing this. One of the things that I said we got to change is, man, I, I, I mean, I appreciate people that love me to preach, but, but it is... To me, it's crazy that I preach out of 52 weeks out of the year if I'm preaching 48 weeks. There's plenty of the gifting in this house that needs to come out and needs to go. The same way, if you just ate steak every week, your body's going to be out of balance. We've got to have a diet. There's grace given according to the measure of Christ's gifts, Ephesians 4.11. So if these gifts don't operate, the grace is not distributed to the people. And so if we're going to be the fitly furnished man that Ephesians talks about, the grace must be distributed from these other gifts to the body. Amen. You agree with that? And then we pull this whole deal, which has probably been put up a lot by me, that we've got to come in here and hit home runs. But it's because we've had phenomenal leadership. We've had had phenomenal leaders in our life, even going back to my early 20s. I know I just like worship. I was in, my God, I remember. Listen, when we were in Jessup, I don't remember people having to go to the microphone and saying, hey, uh, we want to let y'all know we did church at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's 3 o'clock. It's time. A lot of times the power of God yeah. was just moving in that house. Yeah. Nobody said church. It started. The, listen, when the presence came in the building, we knew he was there. Right. It started, That's okay? Right. That's right. And so I just think we've got it. There's a lot of things that I want to see shift. Number one, that when we worship the Lord here, we shouldn't have to pump the people up, man. No, no, that's right. You know what I'm saying? And then number two, 
take the pressure off of me, take the pressure off of you, take the pressure off of Stanton and everybody else that shares the word. Listen, if you turn on a Bethel, a Bethel church sermon of the week, it doesn't matter who's sharing that word. That's there's a celebration from the congregation. The and so what I feel like has happened is, is we got a celebration for a person yeah. and not really celebration for the Word. That's it. Because if the person change, then the, then the level yeah. of expectation goes down. The level of expectation and the level of faith goes down because it's not this particular person sharing right. the Word. That's right. You with me That's now? Good. So we've got to learn how to honor the Word, Junior. And we've got to learn how to honor the gifts that God sent to the body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We honor the gift... It's not, it's, well, it's not about the man. Well, it is about the man. It's what's inside the man that we honor. You know what I'm saying? And so Psalms 133, as it hits his beard, as it hits his beard, and then it goes to the rest of the body. So here's this. I want to finish up with this. Proverbs 13, 20 says, if you want to grow in wisdom, spend time with the wise. So strength is not found in isolation. No. But strength is found in community. That's right. Even this, that notice like when you and I sit down, I can have my own meditation, and I know how to develop a message, man. I've preached long enough to know this. I know how to develop a sermon and all of that. Um, But I don't really like sermons. I like messages. You know what I'm saying? The sermons is just information. But a message is something that's in your life. And you, yeah, that's That's right. So Proverbs 13, 20 says that if you want to grow in wisdom, Spend time with the wise. Strength is not found in isolation. It's found in community. So notice how, like, just let's just use our lives, for example. Well, it's Thursday afternoon. No, Friday afternoon. That's right. We go down to the, to the lodge there. We go down to the cabin. And we sit in there. We cut the worship on. And you and I start talking. And, it, and then you got your pad and pen. And I got mine. But it's amazing that the things that I said that sparked all kind of thoughts in you. And it's amazing how when you begin to share, all kind of things go off of me. You know what I'm saying? God is looking for that type of counsel. Now, let me just say this. Isaiah said he is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Counsel always perceives might. The reason why we lack power is because we lack counsel. If we ever get the counsel of God correct in the house, we will have the power as a byproduct. And so I'm just saying is this, there is a privilege of being able to sit down with a group of people that wisdom flow out of. You know what I'm saying? So here's another thing, is that Proverbs 11:14 is where there is no counsel, the people fall, but the multitude of counselors, there is safety. I feel like this is what God is really looking for from basically if we was to break this back down to leadership is to be able to get together. And in the South, like what you're saying is, we gather quick gathering around food. We just always, I mean, Lord Jesus, you know what I'm saying? We're we, we just, we just going to bring a, a, you know, a, um, a casserole dish before we can gather. But what, we look, what we're looking for is a people that are longing to gather around the Word. And, and the word being the diet and the word being the focus of yes. that gathering. That's right. And, and we get, as we get the beard together, get the oil flowing in the beard by byproduct that's going to be in the that's house. Right. And the Lord's going to build his church and add daily. And the Lord will build the church and add right. daily. And then we get 
then we get that modeled in that, and I think the rest can be right. can be learned. Right. You know that I was listening to a, a guy speak or whatever, and he was talking about this this guy that he was like six four, six five, about two seventy, and just a big massive dude. And he said that he noticed his little boy that his little boy uh, every time that his little boy got up, he would grunt, and he was like, "Man, what's going on with him?" You know. And so he began to really take notice of him. And, and so every time the little boy would, the little boy's, you know, three or four years old, and he would just grunt when he got up. And he was like, man, is he in pain, you know, or whatever. And so, uh, so then it rocked on a couple of days. And then the guy himself, he actually got up off the couch. And when he did, he grunted. And he knew, and he knew then that the child was looking at the father yeah. and began to model and pick up what he's doing. Yeah, so I think if the house, if this is a family, then the children will begin to model the parents. Yes. And if the parents can ever model real unity and what real family is, that it'll be a byproduct inside the house. We've got to begin to just model the kingdom with parents and fathers and mothers. And it's what you said, Pastor Jonathan, leadership gets this down. If we learn how to model the kingdom and genuine love and care, and it's not something we just go do, but it's who we are 24-7. It will come down to our wives, to our children, and it will flow down to the body. And that's what we're looking for, body of Christ. And I just believe the best is yet to come. I think we've tasted of something, church, and all different facets. But I think we come back to the way the Bible says is. It was people that knew how to love. They, they had a different kind of love, one for another, love different from the world. And uh, what they would do is they'd come together. And uh, they, they knew in this Bible they had to love each other, but they also had to get the message out. They wanted to get the message out, so they met with uh, intentionality. They, they wanted to find out how to get this message out. And uh, they began to fellowship around the Word, what you're saying around the word and when you fellowship it you know like that it can't be just going to the movies all the time it, it's got to be like you're going to work out man we're going to let iron sharpen the iron with the word now we'll eat and fellowship and all that but that ain't why we come together we come together to have the communion of jesus christ of the body and the blood and to pray for one another spend time in each other's lives the bible said they had no need among them just simply because hey man I'm willing to give. You you need something? Hey, I got two of that. I can give you one. That That's real. And, and the fourth thing was, in this Bible, the early church had an equipping and a training and a sending for them younger ones. So I think when we model this, uh, it takes a lot of pressure off us, and the body can be the body, and we just believe we're being that full man, that stature of Christ Jesus. And uh, I think that's what we after. I think people, once they start to see this love, I think we'll all want to sell out for that. But my friend in Virginia, man, he has sold out to caring for other people there. And you know what I've seen? The Lord has supernaturally blessed them financially beyond their wildest imagination. I mean, wildly. And I'm like, this is so crazy. But you know what? They got the first thing right. They got the love thing right about Jesus one. That's what the Lord said. Love, love, 
love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Go love your neighbor as yourself. That is the gospel. That's it. Everything hangs on those. It does. So I think that um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited about um, the shift and the change. I can't tell you what all it's going to look like. Yeah, I, know. I just know we've got to be intentional. Uh, we've got to be intentional right. about it, and we've got to, uh, we can't be afraid to make a mistake with it. No. And we, uh, the only thing is, is we've just, we cannot, we cannot allow ourselves to go back into the previous. That's right to the previous place where we were at. We've got to continue to be intentional about yes. what we're talking about. That's good. Creating family. And I think, it, you know, someone says, well, what is that? Is that home churches or is that corporate settings? It's both. both. It's not one or the other. Right. It's not one's right and the other's wrong. It's it's about creating, creating it all simultaneously. Yes. Because creating those small groups to develop discipleship, creating the corporate expression just for you know, just for the corporate setting, but then going back to disciple people and That's things right. like that. So so we're just excited, man, about what the Lord is doing. You know, I know many of you guys has asked, you know, when, when are we coming back to meet together? I do believe that we're going to be back together. We, we're going to have a target of sometime in May. Uh, so we're going to do a meeting this afternoon to collaborate, to uh, maybe release that. So we'll get that out pretty soon. And uh, we just don't want to jump right back at the very front of May. I think about midways, we're going to come back together. And um, and then, and so, man, I, I just, I can't wait for that first That's day, right. man. Right. I mean, uh, so I, I might just pick up chairs and throw them, you know what I'm saying? And so, but anyhow, so we're excited to, uh, to be able to do that. We'll let you guys know about that. And then uh, don't forget, man, to be tuning in to the live streams. If you did not get a chance to see Wednesday night, I would encourage you. We talked about the lamp. If you're connected to this house, uh, we talked a, uh, a lot about prophetic words and uh, just words spoken over over this house and over our lives, the things that we're contending for. And uh, it turned out, man, I'm telling you, there's a, there, I, I don't know what the broadcast showed, but the presence of God was unbelievable in this office. And um and so we're just excited. What we're looking forward is this. You know, we're not looking to build something big, tall, that everybody can be seen. We are looking to build something deep, friend. We want our root system to go deep into this region. And, um, and so that I do believe if we will build it deep and build it right, future generations will be able to stand. Amen. And, Good. you know, no, listen to this. Let's close with this. There's a story. There's a story. Um, that I remember uh, Chris Valentin sharing. It's in one of his books. But he said that he went into a vision. And in this vision, he saw this, this, like, this nice, like, older mansion. Maybe like a, even like a castle. And he was in one of the rooms, and there was this family that was gathered in there. There was, you know, you could tell that it was, it was older brothers and sisters, uh, older siblings and their families. It was all in this great room. And he looked up. And he looked up above the mantel, and there was this massive oil painting of him and Kathy. And he said, one of the one of the people spoke up and said, This all started with your great, great, great granddad and grandmother. Wow. And he knew then that God was saying, Hey, the things that we're doing, we're building legacy, yes. and the generations that we will never see will be able to stand on what we built. Junior, wow. that's what I'm after. That's it. That's, That's what, what I'm after. So, and so, 
So, friend, we just want to encourage you today. Uh, we can't wait to see you guys looking to build just a stronger family. That's the goal. And, um, and so thank you guys for tuning in this morning. Uh, we'll be back live with you right here on Wednesday night. God bless you, friend. We look forward to hearing, seeing you soon. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed our message of the week. Thanks for joining us. Our passion at Cornerstone is our family atmosphere built on deep relationships. We want to connect with you. Please take a moment and download our app and connect with us on social media to stay updated with all things Cornerstone. We pray you have a wonderful week.